Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Psych and the City. I'm the Psych, Heather Abel, and the city is Hollywood, California. Today I have the most beautiful guest with me, a dear friend, a little bodhisattva, a little earth angel. (laughs) (laughs) Her name is Alexis Haynes. Alexis, what do you call yourself? I mean... What is your moniker? What is your title? What do you call yourself? I'm a jackie of all trades. I do it all. (laughs) No, I... um, I have my own podcast. I am an author. I own a drug and alcohol treatment center. I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe I don't like the weight of titles because it just feels like that I'm just in this one little thing. But I would, you know, I would consider myself um, a thought leader in this, in my industry. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, you know what I call you? What? A healer. A healer. Yeah. I, that, that's a broad term that I think works for me, for sure. I think it gets thrown around too much. Way too much. And can we do away with light worker? Because I feel like all of the crazy Trump supporters became light workers. And if you're a tr- crazy Trump supporter, then this podcast might not be for you because I'm going to talk about some real shit on here. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I mean, like, the term, everyone's now is, like, light worker, and it's crazy because I saw this shift in our spiritual community of people who were turning into these conspiracy theorists, and I'm like, I don't, then your spirituality must be very different than mine, because I can, like, clearly see the darkness and the light and everything that's transpiring right now on this planet, But I feel like conspiracies are like a cop-out. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, conspiracies are a way for you to, like, spiritually bypass the work and to blame it on other people rather than to acknowledge the fact that we are and have been contributing to the darkness, period. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much of a light worker you think you are. That cell phone that you're listening to this podcast on right now, the minerals used to make the battery were mined by children in child slavery it there should be no child slavery in the world right now there should be nestle the candy we give our kids at halloween and easter easter is coming up right like Mm. wow i just really dove into this this must be on my mind right now heather you go you go like that that cacao was mined by child slaves Mm -hmm. right like capitalism is fucking destroying us Mm -hmm. and this individualistic mindset like where i don't know when that shift really happened where all of a sudden we like shifted from community and strong unions and caring about the people and caring about each other and this planet to this like hyper individualistic society where we like idolize being a rugged individual Mm -hmm. rather than like giving a fuck about every person on this planet Mm -hmm. and i get it like it's much harder to care about that because it's a bigger issue and i think that we're talking a lot right now in the spiritual community about empaths like i'm an empath you're a path everybody on this planet's an empath i don't care what you you know if you have heard that before or not like we're all sensitive some of us just shut it off more than others because it's too hard to look at the world and like to have an honest conversation about like how, why we're here and how we got here and how we continue to contribute to this. I don't know. You really gonna... think everyone's an empath? Yeah, really? I really do. I'll tell you why. Because when we used to operate in hunter-gatherer societies, right, like we, we operated in tribes you couldn't not be sensitive. You had to be super sensitive to your environment. You had to know if something was off in the tribe. If there was a tiger two meters out in the jungle, you had to know that the water was drying out here. You had to be super sensitive to the elements. And that doesn't just go for the women 
and the shamans of the tribe that went for everybody. Mm-hmm. And through our history, some of us have turned that off more than others. But I do believe like, okay, so it, everybody can become spiritual, right? Everyone has ability. Right. Okay. So if that's the case, then yeah, intuitively, like everybody is an empath. I think narcissism is learned. Exactly. Or narcissism is a product of a toxic home environment. Yes. yes. So these organically born empaths mm-hmm. then become narcissists. You Can see what be. I'm saying? Yes. It is my theory. Yeah. Having Dealing with people every single day who are in this narcissist vibration mm-hmm. and, and, and they really need to know what's going on with them. So like when I, so, so this is what I'm saying. When I read a person, mm-hmm. they generally only want to know about themselves. Yes. <laughs> they yes. don't want to know about their husband, their kids, their but mom, their nothing. I'm going to challenge you because <laughs> okay, do it, do it. we're living in a world that is so full of stress that right. nobody has space to care. That's what my whole thing is. Like there is no space to care about these bigger issues because right. we're living in a system right. that contributes to chronic stress from early from our earliest years absolutely no i totally right? agree i totally so it's agree like how can we so we're conditioned to this individualistic mindset which tends to be more narcissistic as a result of living in this box right it's so funny what was i gotta pull up this quote because you're gonna love this yes it's hysterical but you know my husband said we're the first species who will be responsible for their own extinction and yet had the only species who has the ability to pull themselves out of it wow i love that i mean think about that like we I was, okay, I was working out this morning to a song by Jay-Z, and I can't remember which one, (laughs) of course, clearly, right? And the lyric was something about, take care of yourself first, the world is too big. I have to take care of my Mm -hmm. own shit, and the world is too big. What do you think of that? I don't agree, but I'm going to tell you the quote real quick. Okay, yes, Ask not what's inside your brain, but what your brain is inside of. Oh, that's gorgeous. We are in... We're stuck in this box, right? Yep. Where where you have thought leaders that that are pushing up against the box, right? Like the Bernie Sanders, right? Who are like, this isn't working. We're all screaming from the rooftops like, this isn't working. But we're still in the box, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not, I, I don't know, when we're talking about like mental health crises and we're talking about the opiate epidemic and we're talking about all of these things, there's nothing wrong with you. There's mm-hmm. everything wrong with the system that we're living in. And people, until they realize, and, and listen, and then you have the Trump supporters who have one version of like how we're going to get out of that. And then you have also the, in quotes, radical left, which I guess I would consider myself a part mm-hmm. of, yeah, totally. who have a very different idea. I'm going to tell you why... Um, this is so much more nuanced, what you were just talking about, of we got to take care of ourselves and then deal with the world. What was the quote? Basically. Okay. Something I, I'm paraphrasing. Right. I'm going to tell you why I disagree with that. And what's interesting is like I – so I'm someone who got sober at 19. Mm-hmm. My – background was really traumatic my dad was this like abusive narcissistic alcoholic who was manic depressive my mom was this free loving pot smoking hippie we would escape to ashrams and like go and meditate in Ojai when we were little and like you know life-size buddhas in the house and like you know, going to like the Agape International Spiritual Center for church and like all of these things, right? But she was spiritually bypassing the whole time. I was being raped from the start of, from the age of four to six. Um, I was then sexually abused by babysitters and my dad's girlfriends and um, raped at the hands of a family member, I should say, who was 10 years older than me. So he was 14 to 16 and I was four to six. So we like my background was like really trauma, 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 trauma. 
And then I got introduced to pain pills by having a surgery, became a heroin addict, in and out of jail, twice convicted felon. Now on March 8th, which is in six days, seven days, no, five days, I'll have a decade sober. So for anyone who doesn't know me, um, that's kind of my background, right? So it's beautiful. So you would look at me and go, Alexis, you had to heal yourself before you could do the work you're doing now. But then I would challenge that and say, how did I heal myself? I didn't heal myself by just focusing on myself. I healed myself through community and through being of service. Mm-hmm. And so, while yes, I do believe I have a life reset online course, a life reset course, right? Where like I take people all through their subconscious programming and like, I believe that that work is really important. Mm -hmm. But I believe that we've been sold the lie of self-care as another form of capitalism. And it's continuing to kill us. We are so focused on self-care. Take a bath. It's (laughs) self-care. Do a face mask. It's self-care. Take the CBD oil. It's self-care. Right. Spend a night at the Four Seasons. It's self-care. Like, where that's not at all self-care, right? Right, Like, spend a gazillion dollars on therapy. It's self-care. And, like, I am all about therapy, and I think therapy is great. However, I... I try to teach people how to become their own guru and to do take care of themselves. And while I love my therapist and I think therapy is was awesome and served a purpose in my life, my power really came when I stepped into like healing myself, right? So I believe that like the missing the missing link here is that like yes, we have to do the work. I have, believe that it's so important. We have to focus on taking care of other people at this point like we can't just always be focused on ourselves anymore it's not working our children aren't going to have a planet to live on nobody's going to be able to retire with social security like all of these jobs are going to be automated and there's 500,000 children in foster care and 500,000 people who are homeless right now and all of these things and it's like if we're feeding people this belief that like you just have to focus on healing yourself and everything else will get better. I just don't buy it. Now, do we need to raise our vibration and do all of these th- things to like heal? Absolutely. But like we can't forget about being active in our culture because back to what I was saying about operating in tribes, Heather, like we were never meant to like live in houses by ourselves and just focus right. on ourselves. We were never meant to live like that. Right. And the studies do show that, like, the reason why we have such high cases of depression and anxiety and mental health crises is is a direct result of that, of the fact that, like, we no longer live in tribes. We don't feel supported. We don't feel safe. So it's almost like what comes first, the chicken or the egg here? Like, do I – am I depressed because of whatever and, like, just need to go to therapy? Or am I going to continue to be depressed and have to stay in therapy because I live in a system that doesn't care about me and a community that doesn't care about me? Well, where I come from, you know I come from a tribe. I come from a fucking tribe. (laughs) And deeply impoverished background. So I completely agree with what you're saying. However... I see society differently because I come from nothing in a tribe and we had nothing. The self-care, the four seasons, that fucking shit is nothing. (laughs) I never had a concept of that whatsoever. So I totally agree with you Mm -hmm. when you say self-care, the four seasons, this and that. That's fucking bullshit. It's just lies we're being fed. Yes, it is. And it's this continued that lie that like we aren't enough. Yeah. That, like, we need some outside thing in order to make us okay. And what you're speaking of, when you say therapy, therapy's first, higher consciousness, spirituality is second. And you told me that when we had our last podcast, I remember this. And and I was like, girl, it's totally true. So what you're saying is, I think people cop out, right? And I think it, so I'm maybe a little more bitter than you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I talk That's to okay. people all day, every day, yes. right? Yes. And they they just want a Band-Aid. They want a fucking Band-Aid. And, yes. and I'm like the Band-Aid, right? But here's the thing. Everyone, 
I want a Band-Aid. Like, yeah, I, like, I, I relate to that, Heather. And but, I, but you I know it. I tell it like it is. Yes. Alexis, I tell you, I'll be like, girl, no, nothing. this shit's going to be bad. <laughs> yes. And you're like, no. Yes. Well, I think, uh, listen, like, I think people say to me all the time, like, why are so many people on Xanax? Well, like... I, it makes sense to me why everyone's on Xanax. It makes sense to me why everyone wants a psychic. It makes sense to me why everybody is seeking for something to make them feel good. Because again, it goes back to like the very broken society, aka this tribe that we live in that is yes. so fundamentally broken. And so you're going to be continuing to grasp at straws for whatever you can, you know. And so now let's get into solution, right? Because if that's if that's the problem, like a fundamentally unsustainable way of operating that we've been in this like Band-aid broken mode. Bit, yeah. And <laughs> and we've been throwing, you know, trying to patch together all of the pieces and it's just not working, right? Everything's crumbling. You know, to which I say burn it down because it like if we keep trying to have the same new ideas or the same old ideas, there's no space for new ideas, right? Mm. I think that, you know, the solution is going in and doing that inner work so that way with the goal of being able to serve others. Period. Period. That is my sole purpose. I say every time, I say I'm not in it for the money. Mm -hmm. I have money. I don't care. It's about serving others. Period. That's it. Yeah. And I think there's this epidemic. I, I, I had this meme the other day, which I thought was so fucking genius. It said it was it was from some onion type site, right? Mm-hmm. And it said everyone who's a burnout and has nothing else to do with their lives is becoming a tarot reader. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's what's up right now. And it's so pathetic and sad and horrible. It's like you need to be with only the purpose of helping others. Muhammad Ali, the rent we, the the price we pay for our service on earth is the rent, whatever yeah. you know. The rent we pay for our 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 space on earth is service to others. Yes. and that's one of my favorite quotes in the world. Yeah, yeah, and I just think it's hard when people hear this because there's like they're like I have no space in my life for service Mm -hmm. and then that goes back to the whole thing of like yeah I get it because we're living in a system where even if you work 40 hours a week it's still not enough to get by it's fucking bullshit it's it's like this like it can be as simple as and I say stuff like this all the time you you can buy someone a Big Mac behind you in the in the you know drive-thru line well don't eat Big Macs but you know what I'm saying you can eat the Big Mac yeah whatever there's a judgment here about the Big Mac I personally do believe that the food that we put in our body is important and changes our vibration but like occasionally like having a Big Mac Big Mac makes my vibration soar and it makes me feel good and it's okay I, Little I don't know. acts of kindness, it's, tiny things you do all day long are acts of service. It that's true, you know. And I think that a lot of people like so. I my focus on the last couple of years of my life has really been rooted in um, in politics and talking about social causes. And a lot of people who are on the spiritual path go like, "Ooh, we shouldn't talk about that." But again, I think that goes back to like the whole spiritual bypassing thing. I had Marianne Williamson on my podcast, which was like such an awesome episode Mm, i love that and um and we really dove into this about how it is a form of spiritual bypassing because here's the thing just like underneath the concrete that we're on right now is a beautiful network of plant life that's connected through the soil that's continuously communicating with each other right we know this we've seen this especially in fungi Mm-hmm. It's so cool to see the like waves of energy that they pass oh, yeah. to each other, right? If we all come from consciousness, right? If we are consciousness seeking to express itself on this planet with billions of individuals, then we are all connected. And I believe that part of my challenge over the last couple of years was like I felt like I was going crazy and I didn't understand why I felt this way because I had such a strong foundation at this point I had done so much work I was like why do I feel crazier than ever before 
And what I realized was that the more healing that I did, the more my psychic and intuitive ability started to turn on. And when those started to turn, to, to turn on, I started feeling like what was happening in Syria and what was happening in South America, what was happening here in the U.S., what was happening in Russia. And I believe that like we really have two options here, right? We can either go through the darkness and deal with this right? Like start speaking out, start operating differently, right? Becoming more conscious of our, the way that we consume, becoming more conscious about the way that we treat others and all of that good stuff. Or we can just continue to put our blinders on and go blah, 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 blah until we can't anymore. And then, like I said, that will be the, the end of life as we know it. Like there will be another great extinction, no, it's all energy. I, I had this guy, Mark Gober, on my podcast who I want to introduce you to. Mm-hmm. And he's a consciousness expert mm-hmm. from Princeton or well, I think Princeton. But he talks about how, of course, everything is energy. Mm-hmm. So absolutely politics, the world, everything is energetically connected. So if you want to help, if you want to spread your good energy toward these causes... Why wouldn't we combine spirituality with politics? politics. Absolutely. And that's Marianne's whole thing. Yes. Right? It's like we have to get there. It's funny because like everybody, I'm under the firm belief that like I'm not going to be okay until everyone else is okay. Like I really don't think that. Um, that like any of us are really okay. That's why you can have people who have millions and millions and millions of dollars who are like miserable and depressed and end up committing suicide, right? Like you have all of these major celebrities that have it all and yeah. then die from drug overdoses because that that's not the solution. It's so funny because – so I was raised – it with like the law of attraction and all that stuff and when I had my reality show it was really emphasized like the whole the secret thing and it's funny because when the secret came out you had all these people who are just like manifesting millions of dollars for themselves and I'm not saying that that's not bad like you deserve to be wealthy healthy thriving but if you're not putting as much effort into manifesting and visualizing a cleaner healthier sustainable planet where we actually treat women and children specifically with like a high regard and care about what's going on if you're not visualizing that as much as you are visualizing your abundant beautiful you know penthouse that you have in Manhattan then like yeah we're just not going to get anywhere when everyone is so hyper focused on like winning the lottery instead of like becoming a more conscious individual and caring about like the collective. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, it's like the old saying, act locally, think mm-hmm. globally. globally. Mm-hmm. The other morning, so I feel like we're totally connected, like you and I. Oh, yeah. We're both Gemini. We're born like on the same day, I yeah, think. one day apart. One day apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, our husbands are Canadian businessmen. <laughs> Uh, there's, there's like Such all these trip. weird fucking connections. We're both middle name Christine, mm-hmm. like all kinds of weird shit. So anyway, so you went off social media. I woke up the other morning, bing, like out of bed with this like complete <laughs> message from spirit. Like I had a message from spirit and I went on this tirade on Instagram uh-huh. and I'm like, you can't leave us, Alexis. <laughs> we need you. You're a true healer. And then just spouting out all this wisdom of mine that I thought was important. And um, because you help so many people, yeah. right? And it's important that your voice is heard. I want you to tell me what you're going through personally right now uh-huh. and what it is that is keeping you from Instagram, why you're taking a break, and, uh, you know, what's up with that? Because I was compelled to say, basically, bring back Alexis. <laughs> and and that was spirit moving yeah. through me. That was spirit saying that. So yeah. I, so I want to know why spirit was telling me to bring you back and, and, and what's up with that. Well, you know, like the seasons, right? Like I'm in a season where I'm in the dirt. 
right now, right? And growth always comes. Like that's the thing is like when you are so connected spiritually to source energy, you know that like that doesn't mean that it's all like rainbows and butterflies all the time and that you will continue. It's have you seen that TikTok? It's so funny where people are like, what I thought the spiritual path would look like and it's like peace signs and they're like chilling on, you know, earth and like everything's good and they're like having picnics in the park and then what it's really like and the people are like, yes 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 so what happens is yeah like they're it's cyclical right like just and especially as women we are just cyclical in nature right we have a cycle every single month right that usually correlates with the moon depends where your cycle is depends where you're at on your life journey you know and what I noticed for me was that I, one, source and spirit were sending me clear messages that in order to, for me to propel any more forward, right, that I actually needed to pull all the way back. It's like a slingshot, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like you got to pull back, rest, wait for the perfect opportunity, and then let go. Mm-hmm. And I mean, pandemic craziness, like I'm homeschooling both of my kids, mm-hmm. and there is a block that I – came to uh, that came to my awareness between me and the energy of money like there's um it's like I make it and then it goes right away Mm -hmm. and I'm just realizing that like I'm not here for that I'm here to make it and yes it is a give and receive but I should be receiving for the amount of work that I'm doing more than the amount that I'm putting out Mm -hmm. and so there was like all of these moments like this is when you're in the shit in the mud in the manure and you're like oh my god this becomes so over overwhelming and so uncomfortable it's almost like you're a seed in the dirt and you're like when's that water coming like when is the water coming I'm drowning I feel like or I'm suffocating and I want like to be replenished and so it was like my husband was having a lot of stress at work with his business and um I was, I lost my nanny, right? My nanny is transitioning out. Mm. Um, we're in a pandemic. Shit's been really hard for the last year. And like my mental health and everything, I just needed a pause. Like it mm-hmm. got to the point where the podcast and life reset course and all the things that I loved doing were becoming a chore. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? It's time to have a reprieve and come back in a way that, is more conscious. I re- I received a message that I was consuming more content than I was creating, mm. and I'm not here to be con- to consume other people's mostly toxic content. And when I say toxic, I mean like highly edited, fake captions, bullshit like that. Like I'm not actually here for that. And if I'm going to come back, I want to do so in a conscious way. But yeah, it just felt like my brain was just so fried and my body was so fried. I've been dealing with some like health stuff that's been coming up. I'm starting to work with a new functional medicine doctor. And it's almost like, yeah, it's like pump the brakes to protect from the crash. Like I was like, the crash is coming, girlfriend. So you need to like freaking pause everything reevaluate reassess pull back so that way when you know the universe is ready to slingshot you forward you're ready to go yeah so it's not like a bad thing it's not a forever thing i wound up taking the post down because i felt that finally yeah but i was like this was the angel saying don't do it but then i was like you need a rest. You do need mm-hmm. a rest. So, okay, April 28th is an auspicious date for a boomerang, for a turnaround, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to wait, like, what is this, March? Yeah. Is it March right now? So yeah. you have to wait, like, a month, a, mm-hmm. a good six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Husband's business, there needs to be some sort of liquidation. There needs to be some sort of... Um, uh turn turn around like he will receive more money if he gets rid of some stuff yeah okay needs to get rid of some stuff now i feel you coming back in full effect now eight august okay Mm -hmm. there is a tv show a new concept okay so you will be receiving fame and fortune in august okay do you have another book in the works 
No, but I'm thinking of doing like a revamp of my current book and re-releasing it. Um, so I've been thinking about that. Then I also have that Netflix project that's supposed to come out in the fall. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, the, the great thing about doing this work and about being so connected is that you know that like everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. like I don't need to like stress I used to stress so much and be like when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen when is this gonna happen it's so nice to get like confirmation to have girlfriends like you where I can go okay what's going on but I really do feel like it's just a matter of timing. It's mm-hmm. not – so with regards to the finances stuff where I had to look at, like, why am I not receiving? Well, there was some amends. So here's what's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is so, mm-hmm. this, I get my downloads in the shower at night. Oh I go in God, and I, I just sit that. there. And yeah, it's just water. Like, so healing. Spirit is just talking to me, girl. Um, but so I, I realized that I had some resentment um, against both my parents. My dad was – a huge like the dp on friends for eight years and nanny and spin city and all that stuff was making millions and then threw it all away to drugs and then became homeless oh my god and then my mom could never keep a job when i was growing up and so it was really challenging for us financially i mean there was times where like we couldn't even afford like toilet paper like there was rough moments and i had so much um baggage there still as an adult even though like I had done all my processing and all that stuff in therapy again it's a spiritual alignment thing right and so I was in the shower and I realized oh my god you're repeating your parents pattern aren't we all until you break that cycle of generational trauma right so I immediately sat down And I just got this really clear download that my judgment towards my parents was still affecting me today in my present circumstance. And so I had to go and do this whole cleansing, clearing, forgiveness exercise. I actually called my mom and made an actual amends, which was really healing for both of us. And then I realized that, okay, so that there was the work, right? Like anytime that a hardship is presented, it's an opportunity for growth. And so I took that opportunity for growth. And now I feel like, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I really feel like it is just a matter of timing. Like it's clicking into place, but it's not just going to happen like that. Even That's I what I see with happen. 428. 428 yeah. okay. is like the the jumping out of the water and Mm. and sort of flying free like an eagle Mm -hmm. you see what i mean yeah like you become the eagle then spirit animal right rising above all the rest yeah right yeah i see that it's it's beautiful it's like your money i call it money language Mm. like um i i invented the term i love that but honestly money language your money language is a little fucked up i have the same thing the same thing because we were homeless. We were, mm-hmm. you know, begging for some uh, siphoning gas and hopping freight trains. Yeah. And I had my dad on. I was like, you got to listen to one with my dad. I will. We talk about the reservation. We talk about the poverty. We talk about everything. Because I was like, I want to sort of validate my stories with my dad, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And like really tell all these stories. It's so great that he's open to that. He was. That's he so didn't nice. talk about drugs though (laughs) i mean he's like no way i don't want to wind up in jail oh i was like come on dad yeah i mean it's weird there are some stuff in my family that like no one's willing to talk about and it's it's frustrating for me because i'm like you guys are i guess essentially like denying my experience by not by by keeping shit like swept under the rug and that's really it's really challenging my mom and i actually got in a fight over the weekend about that and like what do you do when the other person's like not willing to go there right it's so hard his deal is this that generation is so um afraid of the cops or the man or or the you know it's like he thinks he honestly thinks if he talks about growing weed and and selling cocaine in the 70s that he's gonna go to jail like they're so weird it's It's like we just linkle now dude in in the (laughs) 70s you were selling cocaine to the eagles 
statute of limitations here. Right. Yeah. But he honestly, he sold weed to the mm-hmm. Eagles and Frank Zappa. And like, I want to tell those stories, Dad. Yeah. You yeah. know? But I, I mean, and it's like, okay, we can ha- we can respect that. Um, but it's hard. It's hard. I don't know. My my stuff is like my family. The, our biggest kind of standstill is with so with my se- early childhood sexual abuse because yeah. it, it was at the hands of a family member. Oh, honey. Um, who was also underage. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. So it's just it's rough because like my dad still talks to him oh. and. He doesn't, he knows that it happened, but he doesn't want to know any of the details. And then my mom, she does the spiritual bypassing thing sometimes when things are too hard to look at, right? Where she goes into like her toxic positivity. That's what I call it. Toxic positivity, guys. I Which is love so, that. it's so damaging, yes. right? Like it, what came up was my mom um, brought up how bad she felt about calling me a cunt when I was 13 in the car. She, like, screamed in my face and called me a cunt when I was 13 when we were driving to church. Um, and <laughs> so um, she was she brought that up, and I was like, right, because, like, a 13-year-old really isn't a cunt, right? They're just, like, a scared, damaged child who's acting out to try to get any sort of like attention right like it's a cry for help and she was like yes and my mom had had a couple of drinks right so like we shouldn't even been having this conversation she gets drunk and then she like starts to bring up some stuff she feels bad about right and so like so I'm like we're on the same page right that like I wasn't a bad kid right I was a severely like damaged and traumatized child and my trauma response was to check out by misbehaving and using drugs and whatever else like that makes sense right and then she goes right like and I'll leave his name out like my rapist and I was like no girl like no and she doubled down and tripled down and I was like one you just don't compare me to my rapist first of all and second of all rape is never acceptable like that might be true that he was a traumatized kid too absolutely but it doesn't my right ear is ringing which means that that's source talking to me my heart is like there's a nail in it no it's okay because the truth is that like and so she tries to go into her quantum physics and healing and linear and all this stuff and it's like no, while it's true that like I would I would argue the fact that most people who sexually abuse people, who murder people, who whatever it might be, who whatever the act might be, are damaged people who have had a lot of pain inflicted on them. You don't try to excuse that behavior period to like this the victim of the thing and even though I don't see myself as the victim it's still like whoa bro like no like we're just not even going there and so she tried to double and triple down or whatever and I was like listen we just can't have this conversation man like I I don't really know what to say so there are these hard things in like our family that are still there and does that mean that I have like no hope? No, because God, if you saw, I was birthed into this family to break all of the chains. Like I know that now. I had to go through the sexual abuse, the physical violence, the addiction, all of the traumas to set the whole family straight. And so far, they've been along for the ride. And just because we have these hiccups doesn't mean that I have no hope going there. But with regards to being an empath, psychic healer thing, I also need to know how to protect myself. And so I just had to really come to terms with the fact that, oh, she's not willing to do that work yet. It was almost like Source was like, she ain't ready, girlfriend. Slow it down. (laughs) She's not ready to do that work yet. And... Instead of getting angry about it, I just have to go, okay, that's her process and her path, and I'm not responsible for it. My uh, my girlfriend is a, a therapist specializing in rape, and she was here the other day, and we were having tea, and 
and sh- and I said, you should be on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We have to talk about rape. Yes. No one fucking talks, talks about, about rape. Yeah. And I was raped, mm-hmm. sadly, a few times mm-hmm. and went through my process and healing on that. Um, but my family, my friends, no one wants to fucking talk about it. No. No one wants to fucking acknowledge it. No one wants to fucking talk about it. No one wants to... Uh, go there. Why? Why is that? Well, for the Alexis? same reason, we don't want to talk about one in four children being hungry, hungry in the U.S. right now, and right. about like all the things because it it keeps certain people in power. Right. When we continue to deny the power of women and children. I see. That's fucking deep. That mm-hmm. is totally it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is it. It is part of the power structure. That is it. Yeah, and I mean, I so Shaman Dirk is my personal shaman and um, i love Derek. yeah Derek's amazing and we he came on my podcast and it was so interesting because he opened up about his childhood sexual abuse mm. and i said something and i just love the way he fucking challenges me um i said um something along the lines of yeah he because he was talking about how he didn't feel he didn't have any emotional ties to what happened to him anymore and I said yes people often are shocked when I can talk about my personal experiences these dark experiences without having an emotional tie Mm -hmm. and while what happened to me was terrible and he goes stop and I go what like I was like taken aback and he goes I need to explore this with you and I go okay and he goes was what happened to you truly terrible and I want you to go in and ask yourself this or is it society's continuation of telling you that it's terrible essentially that is keeping the the feeling being terrible inside of you mm. and I had to go and he didn't he used much better words than me you guys you should go listen to the podcast episode I but will. I started crying and he goes right he already knew that I was gonna say the answer I go no it wasn't it wasn't – it doesn't continue to be terrible. It continues to be terrible because society continues to tell me that it was terrible, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, right, because when we operated in tribes, the woman who was raped or beaten or had a tiger rip her arm off or whatever it might be, the survivor became the next shaman. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is when pain is inflicted on you like that in your life is it makes you more sensitive to the outside world so those women became the medicine women because that sensitivity was unlocked in them as a result of that experience right Mm -hmm. and and then you knew that that plant you were so connected to that plant that you would know that that's poisonous or that's used for healing and then you would figure out what that Mm -hmm. was or you'd be able to tell that like the rain wasn't coming because you're so sensitive to elements and what's happened in our current world is that it becomes overstimulation. We become so sensitive to the world that it continues to be terrible. That experience mm-hmm. continues mm-hmm. to be terrible instead of empowering. Yeah. And so now I experience, like I've dropped all of the anger towards all of my abusers. And I actually have come into a place of gratitude for the situation. Not because I think that raping children is okay. Because that's not okay. Or rape or sexual abuse or anything. That None of that is ever justifiable or excusable. I'm saying in my personal experience, and that is the the turn from victim to victor. Mm -hmm. When you can transform your personal pain into power and become the bodhisattva, the peaceful warrior, right? I love that you you said that in the beginning because I really feel like that really encompasses my story. Mm -hmm. But in Buddhism... The journey to become the bodhisattva is not through denying. No. It's not through labeling. Mm -hmm. It's not through anything other than sitting with your personal pain until it doesn't pain you anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's how you heal. That's why I called you the bodhisattva. I know. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. You know? It's like I've got mad respect for you, my friend. I love you. I love you dearly. So... When can we expect you to come back? Well, I wish I had an answer. When it feels good to come back. 
Okay. And I really, I think that part of really tapping into my power here is going like, I'm going to be okay whether I'm there or wherever I need to be. I'm going to end up exactly where I need to be doing exactly what I need to do. And I'm going to get, it's almost like um, anytime I've had extremely good luck, right? It's always just been my intuition one day waking up and saying, this is going to happen today. And then it happens. Like, Mm -hmm winning a lotto ticket right like i i just was like today's the day and go get a scratcher and then i won like 600 bucks like you know what i, I mean love like it. it's like one of those things where it's just like yeah like i don't know so i've said 30 days for social media and the podcast indefinitely there's a hundred for anyone who wants to go back and listen there's 112 113 amazing episodes 113 girl holy shit and every single week now you know why i burnt out every single week i put out an episode so i haven't stopped in that long for two years oh my god wow there's a hundred and we came out every single monday it was it was hard right so like the podcast, I'm working on this Netflix project, mm-hmm. and... Are you allowed to talk about it? No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's going to be super cool. It's going to be really awesome. I know about uh, it. It's going to be super <laughs> rad. Yeah. Well, I know a little bit. You yeah. can't tell me. Even. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's it's really going to be good. And, um, and so maybe in the fall for the podcast, okay. you know... You know, and if you listen and you love it or you, like, already know who I am, like, you can join. I am. The only social media I'm on is Facebook for my Life Reset group and the, the Recovering from Reality okay. um, group. So I, I do my weekly coaching calls with my clients still. Okay. I'm still, yeah, I just was like, I need my kids back in school. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, please, God, can everybody just, like, get in line and get masks and get your shots if you oh so sh- decide. I decided to. You know what's so interesting is so many people were like, you're going to get the shot because I'm like Miss Crunchy. Right, right. And I've been doing this new thing and I want to know what you think about it. So yeah. um, I've been, everything that I have been consuming, I've been trying to consume more consciously. Mm-hmm. And that means stripping away like all of the other energies off of it. And so oh, yeah. how, how I decided to yes. get the vaccine was this. Like, there's so much in the media, like, it's safe, it's not safe, this is all of this stuff, all this input, all of my, like, more crunchy mom friends are like, I would never get it, da-da-da-da-da, right? And so I went in over a period of a week, and I got, you know, I got my pendulum out, I got my cards out, um, I started, like, doing my freehand writing, and I stripped away all of the energy around the Pfizer vaccine for me it was Pfizer I knew that like I like I did my pendulum like should it be Moderna no should it be Johnson Johnson no should it be like I asked for everyone and I got a clear defined yes for Pfizer I like it strip away all of the other energy and I just sat with it and I go is the energy of this vaccine going to harm me like is the components is any piece of this going to harm me and I'm a very sensitive body right like I yeah and I was like, no, and this is actually going to help you. Yep. And girl, I got both doses. I had no react. I had nothing. I've been perfectly fine. I've been fully vaccinated for like over a month now. And I feel, I just felt like for me, it was the right decision. And, you know, I don't have really strong feelings about, I think there's a time and a place for Western medicine and Eastern medicine and my, you know, me and my call for a more holistic approach is just that it, I believe taking a more holistic approach allows us to reclaim our power, which is that's what I'm really all about. It's like I want all of us to tap into our powers so mm-hmm. that way we can make the right decisions for us and for our children and for our families and all that stuff. Um, you know, so I decided to get it and I felt really good about making that decision. I don't know. I I totally think you're on the right path. Uh, my dad, my sage, my my hippie man in the woods, he said the same thing. So he's he got it. Uh-huh. And he's beyond a hippie, right? He's mm-hmm. such a fucking hippie. Mm-hmm. And he said this. He said, I was in the Navy. He, you know, he was forcibly <laughs> yes, in the Navy. They get everything. In Vietnam. Yeah. He said, they pumped me full of shots. Yeah. 
Because I'm impervious. It's well, fine. I believe that so much of it is consciousness, right? Like, yes. okay, so when we... It's but, consciousness. So when we think about anything, like, the way that we... Our view, our stance on things attracts that to us, yes. right? And so yes. then someone's going to throw in my face, well, same thing with COVID. If you just believe that you're, like, not going to hurt yourself if you get COVID and that you're going to walk away unscathed, then that's what will happen. True. However, I'm trying not to kill my grandparents here. So, right. like, you're talking about something that directly affects other people who might consciously not be in the same place mm-hmm. that you are. But also we could get into mental health and and meds and, you know, that whole thing. It's like, (laughs) we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. That's another podcast episode. Yeah, I know. I know. So, um, and your program, you help so many people with addiction Mm. and you, you are incredible in that department. Um, I was raised by an alcoholic. My mother was a fucking nightmare mess, cokehead, alcoholic, the whole thing. Um. And I feel so strongly about what you do. Mm. I love you so much. And your program is actually, I think, the least expensive out there. Isn't that correct? No. (laughs) Okay. But it's like Uh, one of them or something, right? So we try to be in a place of service. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so there's... It's like the difference between Costco and Walmart, right? Okay, like Costco okay. starts minimum wage at $15 an hour. They're like an ethical – they try to be as ethical as possible when it comes to the way that they operate as a business. And we really pride ourselves on doing the same. So – and we want to help as many people as possible. So Aloe House um, is a full-spectrum treatment center. So we do everything from detox to sober living. And uh, we're a non-12-step holistic treatment center. We accept in-network policies, which a lot, that's the thing. It's like a lot of treatment centers only accept out-of-network. So um, we accept all insurance, I would say. Great. Um, uh, Dependent on the plan, but like different levels of insurance where traditionally treatment centers were either cash or out-of-pocket only. And the truth is that's because they're so expensive to operate my overhead at the treatment center is a million dollars a month right mm-hmm. like my overhead's very high that's insane and that's not it's not because of my payroll right it's right, not because right, of right. like my month like pay right. um and so yes but we operate ethically meaning we don't patient broker which that's a huge problem in this industry um right now we don't illegally drug test or p test blood test do any of that other stuff that a lot of treatment centers are doing so we're not going to like screw over your insurance and we take care of our employees. They start at $15 an hour. The average is over 20. Um, they all get health insurance. And the biggest thing, and because and, and, we're talking more about moving towards a more sustainable way of operating as a society, um, is the gap between what our average employee makes and what my husband as the CEO makes. Mm-hmm. So if you look at Amazon or whatever, they're making tens of thousands times more than what their average employee is making. And we really believe that that shouldn't be more than like anywhere between five to a hundred times more is acceptable, but making a thousand times more than your average employee right. or 10,000 or a hundred thousand times more than your average employee just isn't okay. So what we're doing is we're trying to be an ethical company we're trying to be ethical consumers as individuals my husband myself our team my children all that stuff and that doesn't mean that there's no space for mcdonald's or that i'm shaming you for eating mcdonald's every day you can do whatever you want (laughs) i'm just saying we are trying our best it's really hard because i do feel like i'm fighting against the system every day right that i choose to do this but i feel like as far as keeping my vibe high and like on the right path, then this is what we need to do. And I want our employees to feel like our clients mainly see our employees, right? Like for their time there. And I want my employees to be healthy and to feel empowered and to not be at work stressing about like if they can afford childcare or health insurance while they're working for me 40 hours a week, right. you know? 
All right, let's leave it with this. I want to know Mm -hmm. what advice you have out there for someone who's struggling with addiction Mm -hmm. and listening right now. Yeah. What would you say to them, Alexis? I would say that there's nothing wrong with you and everything wrong with the circumstances that you've, you've been given and that the core of your being is perfect, is beautiful, is whole. And that I understand the desire to continue to check out of your reality and that me and thousands of other people in just the LA area, but millions worldwide have recovered from this and care about you. And I just want you to know that like, that there's no judgment. No judgment should you continue to use no judgment, you know, if you try to get sober and fail, you know, whatever it might be. Like, I think we need to change the narrative around addiction being bad. Addiction is a survival response. And when you get sick and tired of trying to survive and are ready to thrive, I'm here for you. And there's other people who are here for you too. And it's totally possible. Like I said, I'm coming up on a decade um, sober and it's going to be okay and that you're not broken that you know yeah you're not broken it's going to be fine how old are you 29 about to be 29 (laughs) when i was 29 i don't even know what the fuck i was doing like following around grunge rock bands or something i was definitely not helping the world yes but Heather, that was a totally acceptable thing to do too. Like, not everybody has to do this. I just was put on this planet to do this. Well, I I have to do it now. You have to do it now. I gotta do it now. Yeah, now my older age, and you are, (laughs) you are. You know, so like, I just didn't have a luxury. I was gonna end up dead. Like that, I think that that's the thing. It's like I really knew that if I, so I was an IV heroin addict, and I knew that like I would be part of that like 26 club if I didn't get sober you amaze me you amaze me I love you love you too it's gonna it's and it's gonna be okay guys that's what I would say it's gonna be be okay okay. so here's my advice to an addict which I am an addict Mm -hmm. not practicing yes except for gambling oh Jesus we'll talk after this but um I always say, this is how I, I, I deal with my addiction, is do I really want this? Yeah. I ask myself, do I really want this? Yeah. And, then I, and then that helps me to not want something. I don't know. That's my only or, advice. <laughs> or, you know, you might go, I do want this for a little while longer. Uh-huh. And then it continues, you know, the universe continues to illuminate areas of your life where this is not serving you. And it might get really, really bad. And that's the universe telling you over and over again, hey, it's time to get it together. And then one day you take the plunge and you go, okay, it is time to get to get it together and I'm ready. And no judgment of when that is, whether that's at 19 or 29 or 49 or 59. It doesn't matter. Right. It's... You know, I always say that like a bottom and I say bottom in quotes because there's such a spectrum. No one can force you into a bottom. A bottom in itself is a spiritual experience that breaks you down to the point where like you are having a crisis Mm -hmm. and it is the starting point of the rest of your life. I can't tell you when that's going to be. I can't make that happen for anybody. I can't force them into it. But it can look like going to jail or it can look like having a real breakdown and saying like, I don't know who I am and I can't take this anymore. There's a spectrum to it. And I just would encourage anyone out there to know that it's okay to ask for help and it's not scary and it does not, you know, your addiction doesn't make you a bad person at all. You gotta break down to break through. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then you'll become a bodhisattva like me. Exactly. Uh, or a bodhisattva. Is it a bodhisattva or a bodhicitta? Bodhisattva, Bodhisattva, baby. yes. All right, we love you guys. And thank you, Alexis. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I feel like I just like hijacked the pod. And I love on, it when people hijack. I love it when people hijack. the world. Clearly yes. I had something to say today. I love that. 
And I love you, kid. I love you. Can we do a reading with the angel deck? Because I'm just seeing the wings. Okay. Are we leaving that one out for a reason? Oh, my God. Well, that's the jumper. Retreat. Oh, my Come God. On. Which is what you're I doing. I love these cards. How do I get this so deck? I have, a, I have a double deck. Can I play these with them? Are, okay, so here's the deal. Is it okay that I'm touching your oh, cards? Yeah. Okay. I've had them since I was 30. Okay. So I guess I was a healer at 30. <laughs> yes, you were, girl. Oh, fuck. You know what? Your journey was just beginning. It was just beginning. Yeah. So these are from Doreen Virtue, who then changed to be a Jesus freak, right? Ugh. And so she, God she, bless she doesn't uh, honor she doesn't these get cards it. anymore. Wow. But I love them. Well, I honor them because I've been eyeing them the entire time we were here. And I was like, there's a message. I love it. I love it. Okay. There's a message. And I can, like, feel the energy in the cards. And I'm feeling the pull. And I'm like, what? What is it? Like, what is it? Okay. And then I will explain it's a double deck. Okay. So you can get two of the same card. Okay. Because a, a very prominent movie star stole my soulmate card. <laughs> so you had to go and, and get another get deck another so I'd deck. have a soulmate card. Okay. I watched Ooh. her do it. Oh, Archangel Michael. Michael. Oh, we love him. Been calling on Michael uh, a lot lately. Okay. Uh, especially for my daughter, Dakota. I've been having some real challenges with um, Dakota. We're going to go and have some evaluations done on her. But, oh, there we go. Um, Dakota, I feel like I want to talk about after. Okay. Because... Um, it's nobody's business. All right. It's nobody out there in the podcast business. <laughs> All right. Okay. So. Look to the signs right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I feel like you have been given, and this is, this, this sign has come in the uh, uh, form of, the universe of the sky of the moon of okay. the stars okay because right now you've been ruled by the moon mm-hmm. do you understand this? oh i'm very much so ruled by the moon yeah. this new moon the full moon fucked me up exactly <laughs> the full moon was a freaking nightmare it's crazy yeah Everyone's like, it's going to be so beautiful. It's a super moon. I'm like, no, <laughs> retreat, retreat, <laughs> which is funny because I totally feel that. Yeah. You're moving into basically like this white witch phase. Mm. And it's all love. love it's all white light. It's, it's all beautiful. We're moving away from the Hecate dark chaos magic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Which, we love you, girl. But, but, but no more Hecate. But we're shifting. No more Hecate, okay? Because it's white light. Yeah. It's a white witch, okay? It's mm-hmm. beautiful. So it's all ruled by the moon. So I want you to really pay attention to the moon cycles. Okay. To the moon and the signs being given by the stars and the moon. Okay. Archangel Michael. He is the highest of all archangels. Mm-hmm. He is here for you. He is protecting you. He is watching over you now. All will be well. Ugh, I just got the chills. This retreat, the retreat card, wherever that went, it retreated. It retreated. Is telling so you apropos. you are doing the right thing right now. Mm-hmm. Go within. Be with yourself. Yeah. Experience your higher consciousness. Listen. Listen with love to the messages the angels in the universe are sending. Mm-hmm. Very important right now. You are being given these messages for a reason. And when you said you were in the shower, you're receiving spirit, you're receiving message, that's because the water is flowing over you and emptying out your mind. Yes. Right? Yeah. Psychic ability is feeling, not thinking. Yes. Just feel. Feel yes. everything. And block out those pestering thoughts. Right? <laughs> yes. You want to be in the space between yes. thoughts. And this one is the coolest of all, playfulness. And what I was going to tell you while you were talking was this. It's therapy, then higher consciousness, mm-hmm. spirituality, your path, and then the final frontier. Joy. Fun. Playing. Joy. Fun. Playing. Yes. Because what happens is you end up, and I forget this often, because I always have to be so serious because mm-hmm. I'm dealing with serious matters all the time, is that the inner child work that we do allows us to tap back into that fun free child yep and it's easy when you are in it to feel like 
no to reject that part of yourself that just wants to say, fuck it, I'm taking the day off and going to the beach or whatever it might be. But that is like the when you're in the state of play and flow is when the angels come to listen. Right? Yes. Specifically for me right now, that Archangel Michael. And when you can take note of the signs because when you're being so serious all the time, you're not focusing on the elements. You're, you know, and when you're in that state of play and, you know, following your gut and letting things be, I really feel connected to this playfulness card. And just not taking life so seriously all the time. You know what just came to me? This is my download just now. You've done the work. Enjoy it. Amen. That is how I exist. I Only love in that. fun. Yes. My spiritual mantra. Love that. Have fun. Have fun. That's it. So have fun, guys. Have fun. I say we ended there. Have yes. fun. I love that. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm high on life. Ugh, I love it. I love <laughs> your LSD little canopy. <laughs> yeah. So great. And then look at this with the pros yeah, my office is pretty eclectic, you guys. I love it. <laughs> it's, a, it's beautiful. Aww. All right, guys. That's it. Thanks. If you liked today's episode, please leave me a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening. For more info about me, visit my website at heatherobble.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.